0: All right. Is everybody having a great day today? All right. Woo. Man, we got like two people and I think one of them is their birthday. So happy birthday to Patrick Money, wherever he is. But here's the thing. Check this out. Check this out. Is everybody having a great day today? All right. Now we got five people. All right. We can keep on doing this until we get everybody. All right. But y'all are a slow learners. So I'm gonna stop right here. All right. But here's the thing. Today is a super Sunday. All right. Man, if you don't realize that, I want to tell you that right now. Today is a super Sunday. But as I say that, I want to say that we don't have to have some game to tell us that it's a super Sunday. Because I would tell you the same thing tomorrow. I would tell you the same thing next Wednesday. And I would tell you the same thing next Sunday. Because, man, I'm a firm believer in Scripture. And here's the thing. Man, in Psalm 118, verse 24, it says, this is the day that the Lord has made. So let us be glad in it. Let us rejoice in it. Family, today is a super Sunday. And, and with that said, man, I, I, I want to just invite y'all to take some notes today, all right? Take some notes. One part of that third process that we were praying is we need to kind of put feet to our faith. And so if you have your bulletin, there's a little section in your bulletin that says uh, a little space for notes. But, man, upstairs with the students, man, we like to make it a little bit personal, all right? And, and so we tell the ladies to get out their, their diaries, you know what I'm saying? Get out your diaries, man, and take notes. And for the guys, because you choose not to have a diary and you don't want to bedazzle it, get out your captain's logs and take notes, all right? And, and, but here's the thing. Man, join with us to take notes today, and and, and you can start off by saying today is super because today is the day that the Lord has made, all right? But I will say this, Super Sunday is a term that we will be hearing all day today. Man, uh, if you flip on the television, if you get on the internet, man, if you listen to the radio, man, it will be blasted everywhere today. And it got me wondering, man, what would it feel like, you know, like, what would it be like to play in the Super Bowl? Man, have you ever thought about that? Have you ever dreamed about that? See, those were big dreams. Like, I I didn't want to, like, one day play in the Super Bowl because I might get hurt. I'm kind of fragile. But I was thinking, man, what would it be like to, to be one of those people? I mean, if you think about it, man, it's a long and tough road just to get to the Super Bowl. And those two teams, man, that come together today, man, they have to kind of have like a rare combination of, of a few things, okay? Man, they have to have hard work. They have to have determination. And, and really, to tell you the truth, they even have to have a little bit of cheating involved. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the Patriot fans. I, I meant to say a little bit of luck involved is what I meant to say. You know, uh, I, I don't know anything about deflated footballs or anything like that. But, but here's the thing. Man, no matter... If you hear the word like this, all right, or if you're like us at our church and we like to call it Soup Herbal Sunday because we'd like to invite y'all to the fundraising meal that Ed had talked about earlier, all right? There's a couple choices. We have Seahawk soup, okay? Uh, I promise it just tastes like, like chicken or taco meat or something like that, all right? And, and, and then we also have some deflated meatball soup, all right? So, so take your choice, $5 to get you a bowl. And, man, be ready to be blown away. By our students who bake some homemade desserts, I'm talking about there are cakes that, like, you don't even want to eat. You just want to, like, take a picture and, and say, look what I'm bringing to my Super Bowl party tonight, all right, because they look so cool, all right. There are bowls that are made out of edible chocolate. Like, not only can you eat what's in the bowl, but you can eat the bowl. They just said don't put cereal on the bowl because it won't hold milk, all right. But, but, but anyways, man, uh, today it is a super day and, and, and I started thinking about, man, all the stuff that goes into the game. And, and whether you're a diehard Patriots fan, I hope not, or, or, or you suddenly find yourself rooting for the Seahawks today, or if you're like me and you really contemplating, you know, like coming to church with a homemade shirt that said it was a catch. Just so you can show everybody <laughs> around here that, man, the Cowboys, like, really, I mean, here's the thing. You know, they got robbed in Green Bay. But no matter where you're... F- fandom stands, man, this game should be one of the ages, all right? There's so many different storylines that come into play, but at the end of the day, I know like we all just want some good food, some funny commercials, and a great game. Am I right? Okay. And so that's kind of like Super Sunday in a nutshell, but seriously, man, there are two sides of the spectrum. I Man, I was thinking about this last night, and whether you're like a raving lunatic fanboy uh, for the NFL or, or maybe you're on the other side and you can't even name a single team playing in the Super Bowl, either way, I want to challenge you today that as a Christ follower, all right, as somebody who walks the walk that Jesus walked, as a Jesus walker, there are some fascinating parallels between the Super Bowl in our time serving here, uh, you know, serving Christ here on earth. And so with your permission, I would love to share two thoughts that I have that will hopefully encourage all of us to strive to make the most out of our journey as we do this life together and as we live for Christ, okay? Y'all with me? Y'all ready? There's only two, all right? And there's food and dessert after we get done, all right? So, so uh, here's the thing. If you're taking notes, go ahead and write number one, all right? So number one is this statement right here, welcome to the pros. Welcome to the pros. Man, in, in, in high school, you know, I, I was like on the football team. You know, one of those guys where like you're on the team, you don't play a lot except for in warm-ups. Oh, man, I had a bunch of catches before the game started, you know. But, but because my teammates were really good, man, we, we made it to the playoffs. And uh, one of the neatest things was to get to play a couple times in what was used to be called, you know, the old Cowboy Stadium. Texas Stadium, all right? And so we walked into the locker rooms, and I was blown away that when we saw our locker, it wasn't just a free-for-all, but it had a placard up there, you know what I'm saying? And it said, Justin Milton, number 80. I was like, what? Man, my coach might not even know who I am, but somebody (laughs) in Texas Stadium knows who I am. I got my own locker. This is awesome, all right? And, and, And it was like, I felt like, hey, welcome to the pros. I know it was high school football, but man, this is where dreams come true. This is like Texas Stadium, and that's my name on that locker, all right? But but I want to tell all of y'all today, welcome to the pros, because I want to challenge you to understand that man, you're, you're kind of like a professional athlete, all right? Obviously, you're not in the NFL. Uh, if you were, your team didn't go to the Super Bowl because you're here today. But, but, but here's the thing, uh, on a much grander scale, we may not play in the National Football League, but we play in a greater league, all right? And this league is not just trying to, you know, chase after a trophy, but the league that we play for, man, offers an eternal reward that makes winning a Lombardi football trophy look like you just got like a free hot dog in comparison, all right? Man, what I'm talking about has some eternal value. And so if you can, open up your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians, all right? We're going to be in chapter 9 for a moment. And as you turn, flip, swipe, tap, and scroll your way there, I want you to get all the way to verses 24 through 27 and join me as we take a look at what the Apostle Paul you know, it says in those verses, all right? So starting in verse 24, it says this. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath but we an imperishable. Verse 26, so I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Here's the thing, man, as we read what the Apostle Paul pins right there to the church of Corinth, man, I wanna let you know that Man, the day that we live in, sporting events, whether you like them, I like them. Whether you don't like them, my wife doesn't like them. Uh, they're, they're kind of a big deal, but they were a very big deal in Paul's day as well. And this would have been especially meaningful to those, you know, in the church of Corinth because their city was the center for the Ithium Games. And that was like second in comparison to the Olympics, okay? And, and so, man, this would hit home for them. And Paul uses sports terminology from the arena of competition in at least 12 different references throughout his letters in the New Testament, including uh, vocabulary like runners, boxers, gladiators, chariot racers, prize wreaths, and trophies, all right? But, but let's break it down. Check this out. Join me back in verse 24. Listen to this. It says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? Here's the thing. The team that I was talking about, man, the, the athletes that we are for Christ, my challenge is for us, number one, get to work. All right? We got to get to work. Listen, we got to start running the race. But listen to what it says at the end. So run that you may obtain it. Maybe your translation says, man, uh, you know, there's only one person that gets the prize. So run like you want to be that person, all right? Man, run with all that you have. Man, when we talk about that, Paul is telling us to train and to compete as athletes who really want to win, all right? Man, an athlete that does not train hard does not want to win. But an athlete that wants to win trains hard, gives everything that they have to what they're trying to accomplish, because without effort, nothing can be won in a sporting event. But here's the thing, all right? To compete as an athlete, one must be self-controlled, all right? So we see in this next verse, it says, every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but us, man, we receive one that can't perish, all right? And so what that's talking about is, man, you got to work hard, but you also got to stick to the game plan, all right? Man, you got to work hard, but you also have to have self-control. There are things that would be okay for an athlete to do, but he has to cut them out because he says, man, even though they're okay, Man, they're not okay. They don't help me get to where I'm trying to go. And that's the same truth can be said with the Christian walk. Man, there's things that you and I, we could debate all the time. Man, is this right? Is this wrong? Man, I don't really know. Well, well, here's the thing. Man, does it help us get to our eternal goal? Does it help us get to that eternal prize? And, the, and that prize that we're talking about is far better than a touchdown, all right? It's far better than a than a finish line, all right? What we're talking about is that imperishable crown, all right? Man, a heavenly reward that will never pass away, okay? Not like in the Corinthians time where they would like place a, a prize wreath on the head of the winner, all right? Not a prize wreath that would like soon wither away or get crushed or simply forgotten about, all right? But but that's not the kind of race that we're talking about, man. We run for the crown that we will wear for eternity, okay? And so as we keep on going, man, one of the next key phrases in the next verse, look at the next verse. It says, so I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. Listen, uh, in in that previous verse, in this verse, he talks about being disciplined. As fellow uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to be disciplined, and when you study that root word, man, the root word talks about to strike under the eye or to give a black eye, but Paul's not talking about bodily harm, all right? He's talking about keeping our body under control, all right? That self-control mindset, to, to take it a next step. He's talking about to lead about as a slave. Paul was going to make sure that his body was the servant and that his inner man Was the master. And so the desires of his body were not going to rule himself. But yet he was going to rule himself, all right? He doesn't just run like, oh, man, I think this is going to be cool and maybe I'll get to the end. And and he's not even just like shadow boxing. He's like, man, I'm not just like boxing the air. When I'm boxing, I'm really boxing, all right? Uh, Man, I'm really competing. And then he goes on to the next verse. Check this out how he finishes it. He says, but I discipline my body, all right? I keep it under control like we were just talking about. And then it says this. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Man, two things that he kind of brings up right there. The fact that he says, lest after preaching to others. Again, going with this sports theme that he's giving the church of Corinth. Basically, what he's calling himself is the herald of the games. As the pastor, he's the herald of the games. He's somebody who refers like he has the office, uh, you know, at the games. And one theologian breaks it down like this. He says his business was to proclaim the conditions of the game, display the prizes, exhort the combatants, uh, it says, excite the emulation of those who were uh, there to contend in the games, to declare the terms of each contestants, to pronounce the names of the victors, and to put the crown on their head. He was like the overseer Just like our pastor, Matt, is like the overseer, like the shepherd of this flock. And uh, right there, Paul takes, you know, the ownership of, man, this game. And he's saying, man, I'm the overseer. Man, I want to show you everything that's happening. Man, if you'll follow our invitation and come eat soup with us in a minute, we'll have a little battle, a little game that's taking place and it's called a silent auction, all right? How can that happen while you're eating? I don't know, all right? But I just know that the desserts look wild and they look awesome and, 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 and we invite you to help But there will be rules. There will have to be somebody that oversees that. At the end, there will be somebody that hands out the prize. If you win a dessert, it'll be like, here's your prize, you know. And for the student who baked that dessert, it's like, man, now you can go to camp. Here's your prize, you know. And and so it's kind of like that same thing. But listen to this. Paul also sees himself as a participant because Paul told the other, like, not only is he telling the rules of the games, but he had to follow the rules Himself. See, he's not the great ruler. He's not over the complete authority. He says uh, that I myself should be uh, disqualified. What he's talking about is in the spiritual race, man, even though he's being the overseer of all these things, who is the ultimate judge? It's God. And he's saying that the fact that, uh, you know, like God is the ultimate judge, he does not want to be rejected by that judge. And to prevent this, he was going to run, he was going to contend, he denied himself, he brought his body into subjection to the Spirit, and he had the Spirit governed by the Spirit of God. Man, he took this very seriously. Man, I need to ask you, uh, I, don't, I don't know how like big your like, uh, football trivia is, but there's probably not a person in here that can stand up and list out the the previous 48 Super Bowl winners. Like, if you're like, yeah, I, actually, I can, Justin. Uh, to Take it the next level. Man, you probably can't, like, list out all 48 Super Bowl MVPs. And again, if you're like, actually, I can, then, man, you like football way too much. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I, most of us can't. Like, Like, it makes me think, like, I kind of like it, but I kind of don't. Man, uh, did the Seahawks win last year? Oh, yeah. You know, and it's kind of like that. And, and, And here's the thing. Check this out. It's the same thing. Like, that's Paul's point right here. Because he's saying at the time of, like, a victory, all right, or like us, at the time of, like, a Super Bowl victory, man, we think, like, we're at the pinnacle of everything. Man, we've won it all. Man, we're, like, going to Disney World and Disneyland, and, like, confetti's falling everywhere. But but, but now the majority of people in this room, we don't even remember who won, like, the last couple years or all the way back to, like, the last 48 years. And so it was great. But, but it's not like super memorable. Here's the thing. Us as Christians, when we see our daily lives as an all-in competition, as a battle, as a raging storm that's raging inside of us every single day, and it's us versus our sinful nature. It's us versus our selfish desires. Man, when we see our Christian walk like something like that, man, we'll be able to achieve a victory and glory for our Father that will never perish or will never fade. Church, it's time that we get to work, okay? Church, it's time that we wake up each morning with, like, that game day mindset. It's time that we tell the, that, that, that we just, like, we're honest and we tell the Lord, man, that we're ready to work in his power and we're ready to follow his will wherever that leads. Church family, man, welcome to the pros. Let's get to work, all right? Second thing that we want to tell you is this right here. Your time is Limited. Tick, tick, tick. Man, your time is limited. When we talk about like a countdown, a time countdown, you know, we can't do Jeopardy because Jeopardy doesn't do it justice. Like, man, I already don't know the answer. Well, Jeopardy's crazy. I already don't know the question to the answer that they're at. Anyways, and then it's like, ba-na-na-na-na. That just makes me want to like bob my, you know what? No, 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 no. Like this stressful tick, 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 tick. Your time is limited. Your time is running out. Listen to this. When you watch the Super Bowl, man, just like observe how they manage the game clock, whether it's the coach or it's the quarterback. Man, they realize in entirety, They only have 60 minutes, all right? And and they only have 60 minutes to run all the plays that they can run, to, to like, throw all the passes that they can pass, to, to like, run all the running plays, to be able to do all these handoffs, like, every pass, like, every snap. Everything has to count as much as it possibly can because, like, that coach and that quarterback knows that when the clock runs out, and it's all zeros, and the final whistle blows, he may never have a chance to obtain a Super Bowl victory again. Ever. Time is out. Well, our time is limited. Man, as you think about your walk with Jesus Christ, I want you to ponder this directive that comes from God's Word and is found in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, all right? And challenging us to live By the Spirit's power, Paul writes this in verses 15 and 16. He says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Church family, our time is limited. We need to look carefully how we walk, not to walk as the unwise, but instead as the wise. Man, when he says that phrase, look carefully, then how you walk, think about what we've been given. Think about the gospel message that has changed our life. The light that now resides inside of you that's been given to you man, you should walk carefully with it. You should walk wisely with it. Some translation says you should not walk with the fools. Not only does it say that, but then in verse 16, it says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Here's the thing. Making the best use of the time Man, there's two ancient Greek words that are used for time. Check this out. Man, one has the idea of just simply like a day upon day, an hour upon hour. Like, hey, uh, you know, like, can somebody tell me what the time is? Oh, it's 1122. All right. And so, but listen to this. The other has the idea of a definite portion of time, like a time where something should happen. And there's a difference between time and the time. And right here, like, the, the idea here of the time, it's a definite season of opportunity. Like, maybe some translations uh, translate it as opportunity. It's a, it's a definite season of opportunity that Christians must redeem. Man, Paul isn't telling us to make the most of every moment. Now, I mean, that, that's good advice. But he tells us to seize our opportunity for the glory of Jesus It isn't to make the most of our time, but it's to make the most of the time that we have. The idea by like best using your time is that kind of like you would like buy up opportunities like a shrew businessman would like buy up property for no reason just to own all that. Man, we would buy up all these opportunities so that we we could use the time that we've been given. Man, are you ready? Do you realize that your time is limited? Are you willing to make the most out of every opportunity for Jesus Christ? As a Christ follower, when you start to envision your daily walk with Christ as a trained athlete who is racing against the clock to bring glory to God, man, the Christian life takes on a whole new level of meaning and a whole new level of excitement as well. Man, don't be fooled by all the time that it seems that we have left. Because in my opinion, man, we're like in the fourth quarter, maybe in the like two-minute warning, because listen to how this verse ends. Check out how this verse ends. It says, make the best use of the time because the days are evil. Man, it doesn't take us long. It does not take us long to, to talk with other people, to hear what's going on in the society that we live in, to watch the news or to listen to news radio. Man, here's the thing. The days that we live in are evil. Brothers and sisters in Christ, man, this is another reason why it's important to walk wisely and get the most out of the time that we've been given. Man, Jesus spoke of a time in Matthew when many false prophets will rise up and deceive many, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Man, they were in those times. We're in those times because the days are evil. Here's what I want to try to challenge us to do. Man, today, as you leave here, and maybe you make your way to a Super Bowl party, maybe you're lucky enough to, like, munch on some goodies and, and hopefully enjoy a good, like, Super Sunday with your family and friends. My challenge is that we would take time to reflect on the reality, not of just some game, but on the reality of our life with Jesus Christ. Man, realize that you're on a team, church family, the body of believers, like we're a team that is competing for the ultimate prize and victory. The stakes, man, it's not some shiny Lombardi trophy. We already said, man, the stakes are eternal. And it's like the athletes in the game, like we must put ourselves into this strict training process of prayer, Bible study, Fellowship and sharing the gospel, not for our sake, but for the sake of Christ, for the sake of His cause. I, mean, I want to close reading this verse. It won't be on the screen, but you can jot a note in Second Timothy chapter four, verse two. Paul encourages Timothy to preach the word of God. Be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Man, I believe that Super Sunday presents all of us Christ followers with an awesome occasion and opportunity to share the gospel with our friends, with our coworkers, with our family. Man, uh, Charles Spurgeon says this, Every hour that passes by, every moment has brought a favor upon its wings. Look downward and give thanks, for you are saved from hell. Look on the right hand and give thanks, for you are enriched with gracious gifts. Look on the left hand and give thanks, for you are shielded from deadly ills. And look above you and give thanks, for your heaven awaits you. And here's the thing man, there's some people that are here today, man, you don't wanna recognize that you're a part of a team. In fact, you're like a team. Man, I'm a team, like the team of myself. And that's so selfish because you cannot do this alone. Man, the walk that we've been called to walk by Christ, you cannot do this alone. And there's some of us that say, man, a team, wait, what? A team? Man, I did not realize I had a team. Man, I just felt like I was just like running crazy and trying to serve the Lord and trying to do this all by myself. And unfortunately, man, there's a few people that do a whole lot of the work of the church, right? Man, we need to realize if we're on the opposite end of that spectrum, we need to get busy. We need to do the work. We need to step up. And then there's some people in this room today that are like, man, a team. You can't even fathom that you could be a part of a team because right now you're like in opposition you're like in opposition of God's ways. Man, you're, you're more intertwined in the world's ways than you are in God's ways. But that's all right for the fact that Christ came and bridged that gap for us. Even while we were sinners, even while we were in opposition uh, 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 of God's ways, man, Christ came and died for us. Remember that. Remember that truth. Latch on to that truth. And man, if you've never heard that truth, man, come down today. Man, I would love to expound on that truth. Church family, Pam, let me pray for us.